Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Free State Podcast. Um, I am here with my co-host Scott and our special guest tonight, the Vice Chair of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee, Chris Darnell. Chris, how you doing? I am living amazingly well. That's great. Scott, how you doing? Live Moss. How's your uh, week of, of binge drinking at the uh, Craft Beer Festival? I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I made it through. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's get right on to it. Um, first bit of business I want to talk about real quick. We have two Maryland issues we want to talk about tonight, and then we're going to get into the into the good stuff with Tennessee. So uh, let's start with two Maryland things that are happening soon and right now. Yes. Marijuana is finally legal in Maryland, and it starts Saturday. So I have a little uh, article here from WBAL just to kind of go over some things real quick. Um, this is something, right, that libertarians have been fighting for since the inception of the party, and it's happening slowly and slowly throughout the country. Um, you either, too, too bad too many states you either get weed and not guns or you get guns and not weed. Unfortunately, Maryland is a state that gets weed and not guns, but take our wins and we can get them. Uh, so, uh, come Saturday, I believe at 11 AM is when it actually happens. Uh, adults 21 and older will be able to buy cannabis at a dispensary in Maryland for recreational use. Uh, so what does that mean for us? It means we can buy weed if you don't have a medical card. Uh, you can have uh, up to 1.5 ounces of flour. Um, and you can also get, uh, 700 milligrams of, uh, Wax, chews, gummies. We don't have edibles in Maryland yet, so just like medical. So it's pretty much just like medical. Your amounts can be a little bit smaller, um, but that's that's pretty much it. Um, I have I heard people talking about get this out of here. Uh, I've heard people talking about um, your name going on a list, but I couldn't find anything talking about your name actually going on a list. Just looking at your ID, just like it were to be alcohol. And then if you're over 21, you can get your weed. Um, there is a 9% tax on everything, unlike medical, which has no tax rate on it at, at all. And I have I have heard that the strength of the products are going to be less than the medical. Um, but if you're like me and eh, you just you that sh the, the strong shit's just too strong these days. Call me a, call me a pussy or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't care for the super strong stuff. So, uh, so yeah, that's recreational marijuana. It's coming up. Uh, there's actually, if you go to some dispensary websites, apparently there's a countdown. So there, it's going to be a big deal. That's, that's what I was curious about. Like, are there any actual, like how many actual dispensaries are there that are licensed? So I, I'm that number. I don't know. Um, at one point I did, I did an episode about it couple months ago when it was in um you know going through legislation and stuff like that and, and i can't remember the cap but they they did have a cap i believe on the amount of uh recreational dispensaries and originally they were going to have to be separate buildings from medical dispensaries but they've allowed them to be the same building it's just their you know their metrics their uh kind of cash flow is separate so you can go into a, a dispensary that now that is medical and you're going to have you know a set of registers for medical a set of registers for the recreational and they have their you know own reporting systems and pos systems and then you know recreational have taxes and stuff like that so um if you have been a medical patient in the past or are a medical patient then um you don't need to be medical to get marijuana now it's just you get taxed for it um which is Give or take, you you make your decision on that one. Um, I'm not going to get a medical card, especially now that's recreational. So uh, I have my reasons for that. Um, so yeah, that's recreational marijuana. It's exciting. It's fun. Um, I don't really smoke weed like I did when I was in high school and college years. So not as exciting, but at least it's happening and uh, good for everybody. Have fun and be safe. So the second thing I want to touch on real quick before we get into the nitty gritty is... Uh, if you are in Maryland, you've probably have heard of this. If you're not in Maryland, you might find this interesting. Um, so Montgomery County, which has been pretty much the most woke county in the state, believe it or not, out of all the counties in Maryland, 
as woke as we are as a state, Montgomery County uh, takes the cake on being the most woke. And uh, Montgomery County Public Schools has taken away the opt-out for sexual education in their public schools. Um, and people aren't very happy about it. Uh, more conservative belief systems are very upset about it. Uh, this video was from actually today. It was from about four hours ago. And I'm going to bring it up and play it real quick. If you're listening to audio, too bad. Quick description of that. It was a camera person walking through a crowd of people that were um, rallying outside the Board of Education, I believe, in Montgomery County and trying to get the board to restore op uh, opt-out rights and saying that you can opt your children out of sexual education. Scott, you've been following this a little bit closer than I have. Uh, do you want to speak on it in a little yeah, greater just, depth? Yeah, just um, so I don't have children. I, you know, definitely, you know, don't know how things are now, but I did go to school here and in, in myself and Ronald County. And it's like, I remember sixth grade, there would be like one or two kids that would opt out. And usually they were people that, you know, their family was more religious. And it's just, I, I don't understand why we all need to, you know, it's like they, they want to teach everyone all the same things. And it's just like, and, and, and the sex education is getting even more, I don't know, supposedly it's getting more, you know, sexually explicit as opposed to just focusing on, you know, biologic biology, sexual reproduction. And uh, I think that's what's stirring up a lot of this trouble. Um, is it, have you read anything that says that um, like, like homosexual and like trans things and like, other than like your basic like sexual sexual education, is it going into that these days, or is it just still like the old school kind of sex ed, you know, birds and the bees kind of stuff? So, I mean, I've seen things in other states. I don't know specifically for Montgomery County, but it's like either way, it's like why does it matter? Like, if a parent is involved enough that they want to opt their kid out, and if they're they're that involved in their kid's education, they're probably going to be teaching them you know, whatever they want their kid to learn about these things, um, you know, on their own at home. Right. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I know me and my friends, we knew about basically everything before we even got to that class. <laughs> right. So, I mean, if it's the same thing, like I, I get, you should be able to opt out. You should. Yeah. Um, but if it's kind of the, the more, pushy i guess you could say aspect of what sexual education can be in this country now then i can totally see them wanting to opt out yeah it's just interesting like and some more of the controversy around this was you know the the types of people that are pushing back on this they're um you know because montgomery county has a lot as pretty diverse population um there's a lot of you know uh as you're uh, conservative muslims um and they're kind of the ones pushing back on this. And it was just interesting too. one of the councilwoman uh, or councilwomen who 
uh, was being critical of the people protesting was saying, <laughs> I think the quote was that, um, you know, uh, let me find it here. I have it up. Um, it was a uh, Democrat councilwoman, Kristen uh, Mink said the issue has put some Muslim families on the same side of an issue as white supremacists and outright bigots. <laughs> it's just <laughs> the, the crazy, like, I don't know. It's just mm. the, Anyone who disagrees with me is a racist. Exactly. Yeah, she. Um, if you get a if you get a picture of her, she. Uh, is like one of those people that shaves like side of their like one side of their head. You know what I mean? Um, so she's like so woke that she's she's one of those people that's so woke that she is racist now. So uh, I always comment on her Facebook page or Twitter page. I started following her, and every time she posts something, I say, "Why do you hate Muslims?" And you know. It gets it gets always gets at least a few likes, you know. So, have you gotten a response yet? No, I haven't gotten a response. You think yet, she actually. she manages her own accounts? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. She thinks she's going to be like the next I don't know, next person in in Congress or something like that. I get that vibe from her. There's a lot of those these young woke people that think they're going to go you know national before they even serve their full term at the state level, and she's one of those. Yep. So uh, let's get to the nitty gritty of it, Chris. Chris is the vice chair, not me. Chris is the vice chair of Libertarian Party of Tennessee. Newly elected. Congratulations. Uh, and condolences. My condolences, yeah. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> uh, so uh, right here I have uh, y'all's press release um, from last week, uh, June 20th. I'm going to read the whole thing because it's really well written. Uh, I, it was a nice, nice thing to hear. Uh the Libertarian Party of Tennessee has filed a lawsuit against the state of Tennessee over what it claims is the unconstitutional and unfair ballot access law that discriminates against third-party candidates. The lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Tennessee seeks to challenge the state's requirement that a third-party candidate must collect signatures from registered voters voters equivalent to 2.5%, uh, 49,000-plus of the voters cast in the last gubernatorial election in order to appear on the ballot. This is uh, an egregious violation of our constitutional rights and the principles of free and fair elections, said LPTN Vice Chairman Christopher Darnell. Hey, that's you. Uh, the LPTN claims that the ballot access law unfairly burdens third-party candidates with a significant financial and logistical burden that makes it nearly impossible for them to compete in major parties and strips the public of their rights as outlined in the Tennessee Constitution to fair and equal elections. Voter suppression is a real and present issue here in Tennessee, and it comes in the form of denial to all minor parties uh, on ballots. Citizens want and deserve options that represent their values and policy stances, and access on Tennessee ballots is a great step in the right direction. People deserve to be heard and their votes placed with confidence. We look forward to giving uh, Tennesseans, is that how you say it, Tennesseans, uh, principal yeah. Under the Green Party banner that will always stand for everyone's rights uncompromisingly, says LPTN Chair Josiah Baker. Similar legal challenges have been filed by third party candidates in other states, including Georgia, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. In those cases, courts have struck down restrictive ballot access laws as unconstitutional, paving the way for greater, greater third party representation in elections. The LPTN's lawsuit is expected to face significant opposition from state officials and the major party candidates who may seek to block the party's uh, efforts in court. So, uh, well-written, well-written. Uh, you said you wrote most of that, right? So tell tell us about the uh, Tennessee's, you know, election laws. So I'm going to preface with this. If you are someone who looks at, uh, you know, sex education in modern America as they're trying to trans my kid, you're probably right. Um, they're they're pushing a hypersexuality agenda towards children and education. If you're like, well, my Republican candidate or my Democrat candidate, whatever you think is going to fix it, they ain't going to fix shit. They don't care. Guess what? Guess who will? Third party candidates. Because guess what? We have the ability to lie about the policies we push because we don't have we don't have a hundred million dollars to just throw into our personal bank account from campaign funds. The reason we don't have the ability to lie because we are forced into these corners where, and I'm not saying Kansas should lie. Get that out of the way. In Tennessee, states like Tennessee, we are required to have 2.5% uh, 
uh, of the gubernatorial election in signatures. So if, let's say, 100 million people voted, we are required to get 2.5 of that total in signatures just to get on the ballot. Not even like just vote totals, just to get on the ballot with an L next to our name. So each election cycle, the, the number changes. The actual physical number that we have to obtain changes, which is which is insane because from year to year to year, we don't know what it's going to be. That's that's number one. Number two, it prevents real ideas from being pushed at the state house because now you don't have someone keeping the Republicans and Democrats in check. So if you're pro-gun, you would think, oh, I'm going to be Republican. You're not. You're going to be anti-Republican, but you're also not going to be pro-Democratic. Because guess what? Uh, I have right here under my desk is a uh, Maryland legal uh, rifle. Um, you can't see it because it it's doesn't exist. Also, <laughs> under my desk, I have Maryland legal weed, which also doesn't exist. Because if you have to pay a tax on it, it doesn't exist. It's not real. It's not legal. So it's still legal for a fee. It's like a speeding ticket. You pay a fee. It's legal. Anyways, if you're rich enough, everything's legal. You can uh, totally kill five people at the bottom of the ocean if you're rich enough. <laughs> Anyways, um, so in the state of Tennessee, we've always had to fight against ballot access laws. So a very fine gentleman uh, named Bud Halsey has introduced a bill twice into the state house to reduce, not even eliminate ballot access laws, just to reduce the ballot access requirements. And it's been struck down twice because Republicans and Democrats both agree miraculously that third party candidates should be on the ballot because it in it endangers their position at the state house they don't <laughs> care what you think they're scared of the american public that was super blurry anyways um that's 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 how it sits in tennessee if i want to run for governor of tennessee if i want to run as a libertarian for governor of tennessee i would have to have We'll call it 50,000 real signatures. And what I define as real signatures is signatures that the state has said are uh, are qualified as, as signatures from voters in the state of Tennessee, which means around 100,000 plus signatures have to be gathered for that 50,000 benchmark to be made. So it, they, they set the bar so high so they keep literally anyone without money off. Libertarians are not swimming in money. Constitution Party is not swimming in money. The Green Party, the whatever LMNOPQ party is whatever on the part. They're keep, kept off the ballot because Republicans and Democrats agree on one thing. Their, their policies suck. Everything that they push for is bullshit. And they're afraid of Americans having an, a, an alternative option, even if it's not libertarian. They're scared of something else that's keeping them in check and keeping them honest to their policies. So when you say you have to have uh, 2.5% of the voters, is that per candidate or would it be like your, your governor candidate that has to get that in order for everybody to get ballot access? As far as I understand, we have to obtain it for all the candidates. Uh, so here's, here's the dirty secret. The legislation is written in such a vague, in such vague terminology that without um, re removing it, we have no idea what it looks like, right? So even if we did obtain 2.5% of the signatures required of the poll that voted in the last gubernatorial election, we still don't know if that's per candidate or if that's for the party. So the way that it's phrased is minor party status. So you have major party and minor party status in Tennessee, and then you have independent. So major party status looks like Republicans and Democrats who have to have 25 signatures. That's it. 25. You can go to a church and get those signatures in a day. Wow. As libertarians, constitutionalists, uh, whatever, 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 we would have to fight for two, three, four, 20 years, whatever it is, to get all those signatures just to be on the ballot. We don't know if that's per candidate. We've never seen anyone achieve those signatures, so we don't know what it would look like. We don't know if they would strike it down because yeah, I mean, that's that's the point I'm making. We don't know what it would look like because no one's ever done it, which is why the lawsuit makes sense, which is why it's being thrown out state to state to state, because there is no defined uh, roadmap for this. 
So Maryland has, uh, for as as shitty as we are, we don't have the worst. Um, so the way it is is like the highest the highest office that's running in a gubernatorial race has to get at least one percent, or one percent of the registered voters in the state have to be registered to your political party. So is that kind of like how it is? Like if you guys were to get 2.5% for your governor uh, election, does that mean you guys get parties like get to keep? No, no, we, we have to achieve 5% of the vote total. Holy shit. So, so not only do we have 2.5% of the signatures, we also have to have 5% of the vote total. So if we don't have shit. So they have actually, uh, actually I lied. I'm sorry. They have actually achieved 2.5% of the signature total like 20, 30 years ago, whatever it was, but they couldn't achieve 5% of the vote total because 5%, the reason why these laws exist is because they make it impossible for anyone to do both, right? That's why they exist. So even if we get 2.5%, this this is why we don't do it every year. This is why we aren't collecting signatures on a regular basis because we can't get 5% because by the time we've killed ourselves to get all the signatures to get on the ballot. Nobody's willing to go campaign for these candidates because we're all exhausted, which is why the law exists. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm curious about too, for the, uh, I was trying to read up a little bit on it earlier is, and is there like a window uh, like where you're able to collect the signatures just to get ballot access? Is that restricted as well? So our, our time frame is actually very large compared okay. to a lot of other states. So like um, Illinois, I think they have like 180 days or 90 days, something along those lines. It's, it's not very long. Right. We, however, I think we can start on the, the previous election cycle, which makes it sound like a bunch of pussies. But in, in all reality, that that vote total, the, the signature requirement alone is unconstitutional because the Tennessee Constitution states uh, you are guaranteed to fair uh, guaranteed to fair and equal elections. If one party only has to have twenty five percent or twenty five uh, signatures, but one other party has to have twenty five signatures, but every other party has to have fifty thousand signatures, that sounds neither fair nor equal. That's why the lawsuit makes sense, which is why we feel like this is going to be a slam dunk case. I mean, Michael Jordan couldn't have made an easier shot than I think this lawsuit will be. So what is the uh, what's like the wording of your y'all it, like as much as you can speak about it? Because it, I guess it is a, is an active case yet. You've already brought the suit to the state, right? Um, I don't know how much the legal team wants to speak on this. But basically, we're bypassing the state and going straight federal. Okay. Um, because the federal courts have been the ones who have uh, said that this is unconstitutional. But basically, it's going to be the verbiage of you can't talk about elections in a sense of equality without having equal access to the ballot, which is essentially what the, the lawsuit states is as, as far as I can really get into it, because we're worried in a, in a real way that Republicans are watching because they know now we, we know for a fact now that they're, they're looking at us because the lawsuit is being filed or has been filed. Mm -hmm. or it's going to be filed. Don't know where we're at, um, but uh, it's been announced. Yeah, it's been announced <laughs> and uh, they're, they're watching intentively and they're, they're, they're worried that we're going to win and they should be, they really should be. So besides like Nashville, which I had imagine relatively major city, they're probably Democratic, right? The majority of your state is red, though, right? Or is Nashville red too? Actually, Nashville's red. The, okay. the biggest uh, Democrat hub in the state is Memphis. Okay, but we really don't claim Memphis unless you're from Memphis. We <laughs> we, we kind of attribute Memphis to like Mississippi, right? Mm -hmm. Um. No, I love Memphis. Memphis is a, there's a lot of great activists in Memphis. There's a lot of great stuff that goes on in Memphis, uh, like drive-bys, uh, you know, uh, drug sales, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, but Nashville, Knoxville, uh, Clarksville, like all the Vills, um, 
are majority red, like by a long shot. The closest right. thing in my neighborhood, which I live in East Tennessee, very far east, because I wanted to be as far away from Nashville as possible when I was born. Um, because I had a choice when I was born. Um, <laughs> Democrat thought. Um, but uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go there. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go there. Uh, did you see that lawsuit about this this chick who was suing her parents because she didn't give them the consent to be born? That's, oh, that's yeah. the kind of dumb shit that I'll talk about. Anyways. Um, I was born in South Baltimore. I didn't consent to that. And look at me. <laughs> I, have to, I have to go she all the way. I have to go to the north side of Baltimore City. I had to go to the north side. Like, Pikes, like it was uh, Reisterstown. So, like, the very north end of Baltimore Reisters. City. To get my um, to get my birth certificate, so I could get my address changed on my ID, yeah. um, all because I was born in South Baltimore. But anyway, continue. But so yeah, so ninety five percent of the state um, geographically is red. The problem is, is Republicans don't want us on the ballot either. Republican politicians, I should say. You talk to the average Tennessean. Um, we we held a booth at the Appalachian Fair a couple years ago. And we were talking to people about third party options. We had Republicans, Democrats, and independents walk up to us as a booth and say, I don't give a shit what your policy is. We want you on the ballot because you're either A, forcing bad politicians out of office, or B, keeping the people I think I like in check. You're keeping them honest to their policies and you're forcing them to do the right thing. Which, let me tell you something. If you've never worked a booth and had that response, that is the most amazing feeling on the planet because it makes everything you're doing worthwhile. It's making the late nights writing press releases worth it. It's making all the the hard meetings where people are grilling you about dumb shit that doesn't matter worth it. So people want third options. People in America, one a third party, they're craving and screaming at the top of their lungs for it, but it's being droned out. People, the general public, want a, want something else. They want a third party out there. But it's the Republicans and Democrat politicians who are keeping us off the ballot. So we can say Republicans, you know, oh, uh, you know, it's a Republican state, it's better. It's not. It's, it's the same thing as Democrat-run state. It's just we have guns and not weed. Like I can buy like a Delta eight vape pen, which will get me high, but I can still lose my job because of it. Because guess what? Weed itself is not legal in Tennessee, but I can legally buy shit like that. So it, it's, it's, <laughs> hmm. it's just as, as fucked up misconstrued as a left, you know, a left leaning state is right. And that's, you know, me, me and my wife <clears throat> have looked into moving, elsewhere and pretty much no matter what state you look at and we're looking you know south you know north carolina the carolinas tennessee uh georgia florida uh even like mississippi louisiana um like we're looking at like the, the your atypical you know the, the what you think of the south right and every state has its its ups and downs right sure it might be easier to you know, your, your gun law, you know, two a rights might be better in one state, but then God forbid you want to grow a fucking weed plant in your backyard or, you know, vice versa, or you want to go to, or you can buy all the weed that you want, but God forbid you own a fucking, you know, 30 round magazine. Like it, there's all these trade-offs with all these states. And, uh, as it's kind of reassuring to me in Maryland, like knowing that like, well, at least like you guys are, like shitty with like this like maryland is very is very much a shitty state but at the same time we just have to get one percent governor and then we keep major party access uh you know access and we don't have major minor parties in maryland by law we have parties and then non-parties so like the uh green party lost access this past last year um uh the the was that other party the rose and the bread blood? and roses? Yeah, bread and roses. I don't some... think they've ever gotten on, no, but he's been, um, I think, the the guy who I thought you said it. guns and roses. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm leaving the LP tonight. I'm joining the guns and roses party. Fuck yeah, yeah they're, they're full blown <laughs> communists. I don't they're know if the full blown communists. Like, you think the uh, green party's bad? Yeah, so it's like 
the the only major parties or the only recognized parties in Maryland right now are Republicans, Democrats, and Libertarians. So it's kind of reassuring as a Marylander to hear that, like, as you know, as Libertarians, we see Tennesseans, we they have a lot of freedom. But look at what you guys are having to do in order to retain or to get ballot access. Um, I know before we, our last governor did absolutely horrible. Uh, I wasn't involved in the party, which has nothing to do with, uh, with anything. But uh, the <laughs> Joe says bread and lines is roses, bread <laughs> lines and roses. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> but uh, shit, what the fuck was I saying? Um, I something about maintaining ballot access. Yes, yes. Sorry, maintaining ballot access is relatively easy for us, right? As long as we literally put all of our effort into the governor race, then and they get at least one percent, we get to keep you know access for the next four years. Uh, which it's actually uh two years. We got to do it in the presidential race too. Oh shit! People forget about that because it kind of always happens i think but yeah unless God, we or le- unless we nominate someone really uh really shitty <laughs> but so, what sucks well, but what sucks well, is that like the amount of votes that our governor candidate got last year is roughly the same amount of like votes not percentage but the same amount of votes that i got last year so it's like i i was running in a single district and i got roughly the same amount of votes as our statewide governor candidate. So like for us, it really falls on the importance of picking a good governor candidate because there's no reason that my dumbass at 30, 30, I was 30 years old should be getting the same amount of votes in my district that our governor candidate got statewide. So it's, it, it just proves the point for us as the Libertarian Party of Maryland that we have to have really solid governor candidates to where, like, sure, we got 1%, but it's not saying that that 1% was awesome. You know, we we have we have a smaller area candidate that got roughly the same amount of votes as our fucking governor candidate. And it's me, me of all fucking people. So it's like, what, like, what is going on? Like, why can't we find these governor candidates? So for you guys, like is besides this lawsuit and besides, you know, working your asses off to petition, like how hard are you guys really looking for? Like a good, like good candidates when it comes to the gubernatorial races, like, is that like your guys' main focus? I know, your board right now is, could change in a year and you, you know, things could focuses could change, but like right now, are you guys talking about going forward, having really strong candidates uh, for the gubernatorial race? So you don't have to fucking kill yourself. Like if you're like us, there's, you know, 10, same, same 10, 15 people that do all the work and it's, it's taxing. Right. So like, are you guys really focusing on candidates? Like a from this lawsuit so there's there's no point in looking for good candidates if you can't get them on the ballot right like if they have to run as an independent it doesn't matter um one one candidate that i i bring up a lot is rob burke who's out in morristown tennessee who is about an hour and a half two hours away from me um i'd say about an hour hour and a half um but he's a fantastic candidate he has to run as an independent because that the races that he's running are nonpartisan races. They're city races. They're city council, mayor, whatever. He does a fantastic job. He believes in the LP. He believes in libertarian philosophy. But he's kind of left the LP because there's there's no reason to be a part of the Libertarian Party or the Libertarian Party of Tennessee because there's no benefit to it because it doesn't get him on the ballot. So we're not looking actively for candidates. We're not grooming candidates, nothing like that, because there's no reason to, because we can't get them on the ballot for either governor or state house or anything like that. Um, and I don't want to discourage people from moving to Tennessee. If you're moving West Tennessee, like Memphis or Nashville, um, you should totally move that way. Don't move to where I'm at. Cause you housing costs are already too fucking high because of people from Colorado and California. Don't you're move here. Um, move, move West. <laughs> But East Tennessee, the people that are already here, we already we already grow wheat. We already make moonshine. We, these are things that we've done historically that like we didn't give a shit what the state said. Because guess what? That's that's what we were built, bred, and born to do. 
Um, but when it, when it comes down to it, Tennesseans are already rebellious. We're already, we're already fighting for the rights of ourselves and our neighbors. You don't see a lot of the division in Tennessee that you see in other states like um, Virginia. So I'll, I'll say this. Virginia is the only state that divides you two and myself. Um, Virginia is a state that I graduated high school in. It's a shit state. Here's why. And this is why I'll say like, like dual party state fucking suck. You see Republican governor in Virginia will do absolutely radical shit to the right. And you'll see a Democrat governor do absolutely radical shit to the left. So you have legal weed, but you also can't buy a gun. But if you buy a gun, you can't buy weed. It's like insane, stupid retard shit on both ends of the spectrum. But then you have states like Tennessee where like, you can buy almost damn near anything you want to in the state, gum-wise. But you can't buy like actual homegrown weed but legally, but you can like go to your neighbor and buy it. Or like Maryland, you can buy legal weed and then go to your buddy down the road and buy like a, a printed off AR-15 lower receiver. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. So I guess long story short, the point that I'm making is, is the reason libertarians matter or third-party candidates matter on the ballot, and which is why ballot access matters, is because we find the happy medium between the two insane parties who are fighting on both ends of the spectrum. So states like Virginia, who could absolutely benefit from a libertarian, who could bring the two insane sides together, or at least closer, because Republicans are fine, like, oh, we need to be over here. Democrats, oh, we need to be over here. Libertarians like, look, you both are wrong. Here's where it's right is. Or like a third party can be like, here's where close to right is. That's why ballot access matters. This is why ballot access will bring some kind of fucking sanity in the United States. We, the state that we're seeing ballot access lawsuits win or ballot access being granted um, as if rights are granted by the fucking state. We're not going in that, but we're seeing Republicans and Democrats who are being forced into being more sane. It, it, so it's even not just a benefit to us as, as third party you know, candidates or activists. We're seeing Republicans and Democrats who are more happy with their candidates because they're being forced into these corners where they're having to force policy that makes sense to the average American. Because it's not just Republican. It's not just Democrat. It's not binary anymore. It's a spectrum of choices. So are you guys, um, have you like spoken to like, I don't know what kind of relevance like the Green Party has in Tennessee. I mean, for us, that's the other party that like, consistently shows up to things in Maryland is it's, you know, Republicans, Democrats, and the libertarians and the green party. Like, is there any significant amount of like foot soldiers that you guys or, or monetary backing that you guys can get from other third parties in your state? Like do you have any, any significant third parties in Tennessee besides the libertarian party? The green party is pretty much dead in Tennessee. Um, so we have the, what's called the freedom party. I think it's like the freedom coalition party or some dumb shit. It's like the, the Trump spinoff party. And then we have the constitution party, which is like the other two, like the close to us, but not like quite on our level. Yeah. Um, they have pretty much, so I've, I've been on the phone with, uh, a lady who's a state coordinator for the, uh, the, um, constitution party. And she basically said that their national party has given up on Tennessee on attaining ballot access or anything like that because it's too hard and they're not growing fast enough and they've spent too much money, blah, blah, blah. Um, they're willing to help spread around, quote unquote, my propaganda that I give them, <laughs> but they have no money. They have no candidates, nothing. Um, so Tennessee only has three political parties. It's Republicans, Democrats and Libertarians, and they refuse to give us access. So as, as far as money or support or activists from other third parties, there isn't. There's no such thing as a, another third party in Tennessee because of ballot access laws. Just, it, it just yeah. Uh, did you ask them like about, you know, whether they would sign, even just sign on as a co-party to the suit, to like a lawsuit? Or, and if that's legal strategy stuff you don't want to talk about, fine, that's fine. So, uh Mm, uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you don't, yeah, okay. So, 
I am in discussions with several different people who are from different parties um, who are possibly willing to be plaintiffs in the lawsuit. Um, I won't say what party or what names or anything like that because I want to protect their anonymity until the lawsuit comes to fruition. But, uh, yeah, there are other options outside of the LP who are willing to fight in the act basically fight with us for the access to the ballot. Yeah. Um, just, I, I would think it would be a stronger case if you've got multiple plaintiffs. That's, that's all. So, so the, the, the big issue we have is we are as a party fighting this lawsuit. We're, we're pushing this lawsuit as a party. Um, and when we are asked if, so like, so let's say we have someone from the greens show up. We're not going to. There's, they don't exist anymore. Um, not here anyways. Um, if if the uh, defense, which is would be the state of Tennessee, says, are you willing to vote for a libertarian candidate? Um, if they say no, that looks bad on us because our lawsuit then says, oh, you're just, you're just crying to bitch and moan. There's a lot of back-end work that I have to do to make sure that the, the people we are bringing up to the stand and the lawsuit meet the requirement that we're looking for for the state um it sounds bad it it sounds rigged and it is we are having to rig the people we are bringing up to the court case because the state is going to rig who we can and cannot bring up because they'll ask these kinds of questions they're going to sabotage everything they can to prevent us from bringing those kinds of people up so we're going to have to bring up people who are libertarian friendly or willing to vote for libertarian candidates even though there are fantastic candidates across the state who are willing to fight for ballot access, even though we don't agree with them politically. Oh, this sounds like, uh, like you guys need money. So, uh, so how, uh, so what, what have you guys got going on as far as fundraisers? Um, do you have, um, something that people can go to to donate money do they have something they can maybe somebody wants to come to tennessee for a weekend and maybe help you guys out like are you guys kind of reaching out or you have any plans for that i know you you put out something <laughs> about reading one here one of the books you writ, written when you were like in like sixth grade or something um but like do you guys have any plans for like fundraising uh chris ran away <laughs> i'm back i'm sorry Okay. Yeah, I was say, um, yeah, that so you can still hear you. Uh, yeah, there's the book. What's the title of it? So, if you would like to, it, so this book has been buried in my basement for at least two decades. If you would like me to read the only book I have ever written and published, and this is a hardback. Dang. It's called Ghost Hunters. Look at look at how quality that that That's book a quality is. Book. Um. If you would like me to read this bullshit on the air, and I, I drew this this cover by myself. <laughs> this was... Writer uh, and illustrator. I wrote this in 2005 to 2006. I'm 29 now. So you can do the math on how old I was in. It, it was in middle school. Um, God, look at that photo. I'm a sexy fuck. Look at that shit. <laughs> I was wearing a Tennessee jersey or a Tennessee hoodie in a... Uh, in Damascus, Syria. That's at the Palmyra ruins, um, which no longer exists. Thanks, ISIS. <laughs> I will if we can raise what I say four thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I will read this on the air. If you donate a thousand dollars, the first person that donates a thousand dollars, I will send you this fucking book. No one's going to donate it, so I, I'm, I'm not worried. God, look at that. Look at that spiral bound like name on that. Shit, <laughs> fancy. I'm better than Jack Casey at this shit. Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> Flat Earth, fuck. Um, but <laughs> look, look, I'll give you a little teaser. So you ready? Ready? I even signed that bitch. Look at that shit. Go Damn. ahead. Anyways, um, yeah. If you if we raise four grand, I will read the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so, um. So what what do you guys have planned as far as um besides your book uh 
raising money for this because lawyers fucking cost money. Trust me, when the FBI came to my house, I called a lawyer. They wanted a seven thousand dollar retainer. So, so about that, is that what you guys are looking at? So we're a lot less than seven grand uh, for the legal fees, but as someone who's going through child custody cases right now, I know exactly what legal fees look like. So our attorney is actually a, a long-term libertarian. He's willing to do it for free. He's done several of these ballot access lawsuits. Great dude. Fantastic work. Um, Jim Linger, uh, based out of Oklahoma. I'll say his name. I don't give a shit. He, people know who he is. He's done several of these lawsuits. They can look him up. Um, as far as fundraising, here's the crazy thing. Here's the thing that libertarians don't have an understanding. If you get off of Twitter, if you get off Facebook, get off Instagram, and you do something tangible, something real, people will donate to that cause. We've seen an influx and in donations to the state party, which doesn't mean people should stop donating because four grand is a lot of money, $25 at a time. That's a lot of people have to donate. But we do have, uh, so I do have a lot of plans as far as like getting fundraisers going. As of right now, we're kind of at a holding pattern. Um, we have other fundraisers for the state party that's going on. We have the convention that's going to be coming up very soon. Um, we have a lot of things that's going on. There are going to be fundraisers going on periodically throughout the state. Um, as they come out, I will announce them on Twitter. Go to libertarian underscore not. Um, and I'll, you'll, you'll see whatever it's coming out for ballot access fundraisers. But as it turns out, people want something to rally behind. Americans want an underdog story. That's why they love Rocky. That's why they love these like underdog stories, like these, these, these fights where they're crawling from the ashes and, and beating the tyrants, you know, that's why people love like these Mel Gibson movies of like, you know, Braveheart or the Patriot. It, it resonates with Americans. It, it Americans that's the American story, right? That's the that's American history. It's like we we've overcome adversity. The Patriot people is one of the best shit. movies ever made, just putting that out there. <laughs> We're watching him murder redcoats. God, it's so fucking blow awesome. up my ATF office. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, you give people something to fight for, they will fight. You you build it, and they will come. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so there will be fundraisers. Um, as of right now, I don't have anything I'm ready to announce because it's not finalized. But there is potentially other things that are coming down the pipeline that Brian and Scott might be interested in. But I'll talk to them in a few weeks when it's ready. Um. Is there any opportunity for me to have an excuse to come down to Tennessee for a weekend? Absolutely. Uh, outside, just drinking beer and shooting guns with you. Uh, you know, coming down and knocking on doors, getting signatures and stuff. So we are going to be ramping up our signature drive. We're not required to have signatures for the lawsuit, but we're going to do it just because, like, as an extra fuck you to the state. Right, right. Because that's, that's my personal favorite flavor of uh, ice cream is fuck you steak um like baskin robbins doesn't have shit on me like that's my favorite flavor anyways um yeah so we will probably be doing a signature drive well actually i know we will be doing a signature drive we'll also be having uh, a red flag law rally because billy's a piece of shit republican who wants red flag laws for whatever fucking reason separate thing whatever but we yeah we're gonna do signature drives we're gonna do fundraisers we're gonna do um one thing I've talked about, like on um, guy from uh, New York, he ran for governor. Uh, Larry, Larry Sharp. Sharp. Larry Sharp. Uh, we're <clears> going <throat> to do a statewide propaganda campaign against Democrats and Republicans, talking about Democrats and Republicans who have shot down ballot access laws, which most Tennesseans agree that ballot access laws shouldn't exist. We're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna do flyers. We're gonna do events. All of these things. So within a year, we're going to have this thing ramped up full speed, and there isn't going to be a single person in Tennessee who doesn't know about the ballot access lawsuit. So if you'd like to donate, go to lptn.org uh, and just do the donate thing. Put in the notes when you donate. That's for ballot access. Or if you're really into PayPal and you like being oppressed by the state. Uh, 
go to ballot access 2024 donate there that money still goes to the ballot access lawsuit it's going to go to once we pay off all the legal fees once we pay off all the expenses for the basic lawsuit everything beyond that is going to go to billboards commercials it's going to go to flyers it's going to go to everything if you want to see people in tennessee being smothered to death by information about ballot access go ahead and donate as uh, <clears throat> a potential future home for me, uh, it's something that interests me. So I would love to move down there and already be libertarian friendly. Um, all right, Chris. Well, we'll save uh, you a seat. Hell yeah. Um, and save me, save me a hillside. Look, save me a hillside out there. Um, cause I'm not moving to fucking Western Tennessee. That's for sure. Um, so Chris, how can, uh, how can people uh, find you? Keep up with you. Uh, I, you're, you have been podcasting much longer than I have. So, uh, I'm sure most people know about you, but, uh, but, uh, give us any of your plugs that you got. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll once again do the shameless selfish thing of saying, follow me on Twitter. It's a uh, libertarian underscore not, um, that's where you can find most of my content on Twitter. Actually, it's almost all my content on Twitter. Um, you can also follow Suzy Q on Twitter at Mountain Mama something, something on Twitter. I can't remember what the exact thing is. Um, here's one thing I will also say. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, you should follow Free State Podcast on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I follow. If you haven't subscribed yet, you suck ass and you're a piece of shit. You should also go follow Another Real Libertarian Podcast on uh, on on. Uh, on YouTube, um, hit the subscribe button and notification bell for both Free State Podcast and Our Real Libertarian Podcast. But um, I'm actually in the process of moving away from Facebook. Uh, I announced uh, an episode that I recorded earlier today uh, that I, as of December 31st, will be removing myself completely from Facebook. Um, the, the podcast will no longer be on Facebook, so don't expect to see us there starting next year. Um, we will be on Facebook, Twitter, I'm sorry, not Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, all the podcast platforms. You can hear all the content. Um, also follow LPTN at LPTN 1776 on Twitter. Uh, they share a lot of my content about ballot access and other things, uh, where I'm shitting on the state as I should. Um, and that's pretty much all I got. I mean, Twitter is my new home. Facebook is like a burning dumpster fire full of dog shit and homeless people. So, uh, yeah. And Karens. There's a lot of Karens on Facebook. A lot. All the Karens. Um, but yeah, yeah, great. Awesome. Um, and for us, uh, like Chris said, follow us, like us, subscribe to us, hit the bell on YouTube. I fucking hate saying that shit. Um, but, uh, do that on YouTube. We're on Twitter, free state podcast. Uh, follow us it's actually free at free state pod follow us there we are on facebook but literally the only thing we post is episodes that's it um we're there for the people that don't uh get on twitter and youtube and all that stuff um yeah that's it and that's all i can ask for uh chris thank you for coming uh thanks for hanging out with us uh i'm i'm slightly more drunk than i usually am at the end of these episodes so i apologize for that um uh, legal weed coming up in Maryland in a few days. Uh, I want to see everybody blazing that shit. Uh, fuck any other su- outstanding laws that say you can't do so. Just fucking do it. Um, so with that, everybody have a good night. Thanks for watching. And uh, we'll see you next time.